Do you like the flavor of dill pickle? I mean, sure, we have pickle-flavored potato chips. I've always loved those. But now this year, you may have noticed dill pickle is everywhere. Products like dill pickle salsa, dill pickle ranch, dill pickle beer, and yes, pickle juice soda. I have seen such a thing. A couple of years ago, everything had the flavor of flaming Hot Cheetos. This year, it is all about dill pickle. Why is that? Have you ever wondered how that happens? Well, I know I have. We are now going to talk to an expert in this field, someone whose job it is to study consumer trends and behaviors when it comes to snacking. Sally Lyons-Wyatt is with us, Executive Vice President and Practice Leader for Client Insights and IRI's Snacking Expert. Sally, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, how does one become a snacking expert? How do you get that job? Decades of studying how consumers eat and where they consume their snacks throughout the U.S. and the world. How popular is snacking? Like, what do you study? What are we eating? So the what's interesting about snacking is it is a personal preference. But what we've seen over the past probably decade is consumers are loving the idea of smaller portions throughout the day. That's technically a snack. And as you eat throughout the day, then um, consumers are talking to us and telling us, look, I went from three meals a day with a, maybe a snack or two to really eating four or five different mini meals throughout the day or snacks throughout the day. And they'll call them snacks. They'll get up and they might have a bar early before they go work out. Then they might have a mid-morning you know, cup of yogurt. Then they might. And, and as they do that throughout the day, this younger generation that we've seen coming through is really fueling it. We've got 45% of the consumers in the U.S. that are snacking five plus snacks a day. That's a large percentage. And it's really the younger generation that started to fuel it, the millennials and the Gen Zs, but it has now become pervasive across different generations. Okay, so then how do you, as somebody who studies these trends, how do you differentiate between the food, the kind of meal snacks, like the yogurt or the power bars, versus the actual snack snacks, like potato chips or, you know, something sweet? You know, the, the snacking universe is very diverse. So you, when, when you're talking about pickles, too, and you talked about the fact that pickle flavoring is everywhere, we um, actually ask consumers, what do you consume outside of a meal? And we consider that a snack. So if you consume something outside of a meal, then we have coined it a snack. Um, You can agree or disagree, but that's kind of what we've done. And as we do that, we then ask, what is it that you are consuming? And it is some of those traditional snacks you talked about. Potato chips, tortilla chips, ice cream, um, pretzels, things like that. Those would be traditional kind of core snacks. But then there's other categories consumers go to. Maybe because it's in their pantry, maybe it's because they're, they prefer it, but like a specialty nut butter, a hazelnut spread, or a peanut butter. Maybe it's a slice of pizza in the afternoon. It's not a full meal. It is technically a snack. Okay, so how do you then in your job see these trends coming? Like how, how do we end up with all of a sudden everything on the shelf having a similar flavor? Like everything is dill pickle flavored right now. How does that happen? Uh, I have the the honor of working in a firm that's a big data firm. So we have a lot of information around what consumers are buying, where they're buying it, why they're buying it, what influenced them. Was it TikTok? Was it some other ad? Was it just brand preference? And we are able to study that. And in addition, we talk to consumers. We survey them or we'll talk one-on-one. And we will then learn 
from them and then look to see, do we see it in purchase trends? Do we see it in consumption trends? And pull all that together to then monitor the trends and come forward. And when you do that, you can start to see some emerging trends, um, kind of things that might be starting to gain some traffic traction, but haven't quite gone mainstream. And so do you present that to companies then? So then they want to jump on that bandwagon? Exactly. Um, we, we work with both manufacturers in the food industry as well as retailers that sell them, whether it's an online retailer or brick and mortar retailer or even just a pop-up shop. And we then assist them in understanding all those trends. What consumers are buying? Where are they buying it? What price? Uh, what flavors are, are skewing? What sizes are important? Especially with inflation, sometimes you can't afford a big bag of a snack. You might need to buy a smaller bag or one maybe even um, a mid-sized bag. So helping them understand all of the different dynamics is what we do on a daily basis. Is there a herd mentality then in the food business here, Sally, where if there's a few products that are on the shelf that, okay, in this case, they're dill pickle, then another company thinks, you know what, we want to get in on that. You know, that's a really cool way of describing it, the herd mentality. And I would tend to agree um, that consumer, when when manufacturers, and whether that be a small or, a, or just a mom and pop that's selling online, right? It Whatever it may be from an innovative standpoint, con- they're always looking for what's on trend, what's coming. I mean, there's actually companies out there that that's all they do is flavor trends and they predict what's going to be coming and then then the seasoning companies follow suit. Okay, see that to me is an amazing line of work because you're essentially predicting behavior, right? You're 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 having to figure out what the next big flavor trend is going to be. So how far in advance can you see that coming? Yeah, um, normally not more than a just years. Uh, there's it's difficult, especially this day and age. Um, most of the flavor trends that come do have to be out there two to three years in advance that you're going to go kind of lay a bet on. Um, because you don't know, right? So you're going to go out there. You got to do the innovation. You got to get the procure the seasonings, and then you have to be able to manufacture the product. So once you go through all that cycle and get it on the shelf, it is a let's hope this works. But then most of the time, especially that herd mentality, if you hear that others are doing it, more than likely it will work even if it's a limited time offer. And you've probably seen those come in where it's seasonal. So you might have the pumpkin spice for the fall and the winter, right? And so there's, there's certain flavors that denote seasons or holidays, and those are mainstays, but they're in and out. Then there's other seasonings that might have been a limited time offer that gain a bit of momentum. And you're like, okay, let's just keep it going. Or you do limited time offer and you're like, we're taking it away just to create like, and then you might bring it back as a surprise. So there's just a lot that that goes on um, when you start to see what consumers are gravitating to. And then the last one would be you just get a flavor that nobody wants to let go and you put it into your your core lineup and you have it offered 365 days a year. Right. And that happens, right? Every once in a while, like 10 years ago, maybe we didn't have a lot of Chipotle flavored things, but now it feels like that is a mainstay or Buffalo flavored things. Exactly. You started the broadcast talking about just flaming hot. That was everywhere, right? So um, it does happen. And um, we actually, it was funny this year I said for 21, well, actually, let me back, 20, 2020 was all about fruit. There were so many fruit flavors. It was a combination of fruits, single fruits. 
21 was the hotter the better. So it was like ha- everybody seemed to try to one up like a habanero, scorpion. scotch bonnet. Yes. So okay. Cool. So it was all about that. And then this year it's pickles. It's it is so it's really fun. Don't ask me what's coming next year. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure that's going to be your next question. Yes. But But that is so funny. So, yeah, you don't want to predict what's happening, but you can kind of see. And the thing is that your job is so fascinating to me, Sally, because like for us, it's just, oh, I'm hungry in this moment. I'm going to reach for something. What do I feel like? But your job is to try to figure out what we're going to feel like. Well, it is. It is that. And then to even when you're in that moment help manufacturers know, okay, you don't have enough of this size and flavor to capture certain moments of the day. Because who you are, who you're with, and the time of day really does matter um, for the decisions you make. And think about it. Your listeners can be, they might be in their car taking their kids to school, if Canada's in school yet. Um, and, And So what they might eat with their kids is going to be different once their kids get into school and they're at home. That's going to be a different snack. And so who you are, who you're with in the time of day is really key. And we try to help with online and brick and mortar um, retailers and, and, and the manufacturers getting their products on to that virtual shelf and the shelf to have that variety out there for when you want it and have it for you, whether you are shopping or you want it on demand with like a with an app. Wow. Sally, I feel like I could talk to you all day. I have so many questions, but listen, we're all out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back sometime. Thank you. Love to. Thanks everybody. That's Sally Lyons Wyatt. She is IRI snacking expert. That is a huge company. They are a data company that helps the food and manufacturing industry to figure out, well, what to produce, you know, and what to put on your grocery store shelf. What are you going to reach for? That's the company that helps food companies make those decisions. And Sally is their executive vice president and practice leader. I am just fascinated by the science of trying to figure out what we are going to want to eat and when we are going to want to eat it. If you want to weigh in, see me at cknw.com.